Welcome to On Brand with Donnie Deutsch. I am Donnie Deutsch, and this is the podcast dedicated to uh, a simple premise that uh, everything today is a brand. Every athlete, every celebrity, every personality, uh, every company, every corporation, every movement, all brands. And we do two different things on, on brand, and we kind of break it up now into two days of the week. Uh, we drop on Tuesdays a uh, our brands of the week, which are zeitgeist, which brands are up, which brands are down, who's driving the culture and why. And on Thursdays, we drop our big interview, and this week it's with George Will, the, the brilliant conservative columnist, who obviously the word conservative has a very different meaning today, and we'll talk about that. But let's get right to our brands of the week, see who's up, who's down. First brand down. Dr. Oz. I mean, Dr. Oz, just because he's a, a putz anyway. But um, this is how brilliant this guy is. At a, uh, an incredibly puzzling situation, Dr. Oz attended a $5,000 plate fundraiser hosted by Matt Gates's in-laws. I should tell you something. And for some reason, he stood in front of one of Adolf Hitler's cars, which made it into the background of the attendees' photos. The museum is full of World War II memorabilia. Um, and yes, it's a museum. But allowing your candidate to be photographed in front of one of Adolf Hitler's cars. Somebody's not running that campaign very well, and obviously he's done a lot stupider things, but this one's just a little sidebar. Note to politicians, don't stand in front of one of the Fuhrer's cars, homes, anything when you're campaigning. Just a word, just basic common sense, my friend. So brand down for Dr. Oz. Brand down for Arizona. Uh, now this is not. We just should. We it shouldn't like damn the the state yet. But just basically, right now, uh, every candidate running statewide election for Arizona is an election denier. You've got Kerry Lake, the um, uh, who's running for governor. You've got the uh, person who's running uh, Secretary of State, Mark Finchman, who's basically, and both have said that they will only honor the results of the election if they agree with it. Quote unquote. And basically, if you have this governor and this secretary of state elected in Arizona, forget about free elections in Arizona going forward. It's over. Now, obviously, Arizona was one of the key states that Biden took. But I, I don't, I say this a lot on the show, we are not crazed enough. We are sitting on the precipice of just, and this is not the only state like this, but it's just a perfect example of where they're telling you ahead of time, the governor and the secretary of state are telling you, we will only uphold elections we agree with. And if those people get elected, well, then the state of Arizona, I don't want to say gets what it deserves because it doesn't deserve that, but you've been warned, okay? Brand up for women over 50. They could decide the midterm, the 2022 midterm elections. Um, it's still one of the largest and most reliable voting blocks, women over 50, is still undecided in the final weeks leading up to the midterms, uh, casting uncertainty. Well, nearly all older female voters say they will cast ballots in November, 51% hadn't picked their congressional candidates, according to a poll from AARP released Tuesday. Women age 50 and over cast nearly a third of the ballots between 2018 and 2020. It makes it the largest group of swing voters. So still the biggest group of undecided voters are women over 50. That's interesting. You would think all women, uh, not all women, but you would think there'd be more decided women based on Roe v. Wade, one way or the other. Uh, it's such a compelling issue for women, obviously, but still a very big undecided uh, block. Brand up for potential voter turnout. This was, looks like it's happening. We're not going to count on ducks yet, but we are. It looks primed to reach historic levels. Morning Consult survey data suggests that the midterm 2020 midterm elections could set an historic precedent for turnout in the modern era, similar to the historic turnout of 2018. They're not sure which party will benefit, but all early polling says that voter turnout will set records for midterms. Look, we forget, you know, before the era of Donald, Donald Trump and uh, this very, very polarized country and this very heightened 
attention to politics. You know, midterms would just kind of come and go, and now they, they seem to have a weight that they've never had before with what's at stake and as well there should be. So look for an all-time voter turnout record. Um, this is interesting. Brand up for artificial intelligence in political fundraising, what's called the political super weapon. Um, consultants of both parties are hovering up to voter data to hone advertising, advanced fundraising, and persuasion tools. Uh, innovations in artificial intelligence are making it faster and cheaper for political campaigns to find, turn out, and extract money from voters. Um, basically, they basically now they with, with artificial intelligence they can dramatically improve campaigning by asking machines to synthesize huge amounts of data from incomes to consumer purchasing habits to predict how you will donate and vote. Um, that basically says it can double the effectiveness of fundraising. Basically, some of the examples, Sterling Strategies, a Democratic firm, so it can more than double digital fundraising performance with a super weapon of fundraising. Sterling marketing materials say no data analyst in the world could look up to 500 variables from household income to magazine subscriptions in less than a minute. So this artificial intelligence takes, let's say, 500 separate pieces of data now, synthesizes it, where there's no analyst that can do that in the past. So super intelligence, artificial intelligence is going to be changed the way political fundraising is, is done. Uh, brand down, brand scary brand for Credit Suisse. It's wild ride is starting to spook some clients. Uh, rating agencies, Moody Investor Service, expect losses for Credit Suisse to swell $3 billion by year end, potentially bringing its core capital below the 13, key 13% level. Credit Suisse has reported $1.92 billion loss in the first half of the year. Several rich families in Middle East and Asia are pulling hundreds of millions of dollars. In the end, the lender stepped in with a $3 billion bond repurchase to calm the market. But you don't like when you start hearing scary things about banks. So we don't want to necessarily go back to 2008. But when you start to hear things that bank go below that 13% key core capital level, scary stuff. So a brand we're watching, a brand potentially very brand down for... Um, Credit Suisse. Uh, brand down for American productivity. Americans are becoming less productive, and that's a risk to the economy. People are simply not producing as much in the hours between clocking in and clocking out each day. Maybe because they're not going to work. Have we thought about that? That stay at home is less productive? I've just been crowing about this nonstop. Data now shows that U.S. workforce is not as productive as just a year ago. In the end, this could have a profound effect on the country's well-being, according to economists. So right now, productivity, the average American, not as good as it's been in the past. And I think a lot of it has to do is that they're staying at home. Just one guy's opinion. Okay, this is interesting. Brand down for Gen Z in the military. The U.S. Army is not brand down for them, never brand down for the military. Brand down for uh, being able to recruit to Gen Z for the military. The U.S. Army is struggling to recruit as most Gen Z is ineligible to serve due to factors like obesity, drug abuse, and tattoos. On Friday, military officials confirmed that the Army came up 25% or 15,000 soldiers short of its recruitment goal for the year. According to a 2020 Pentagon study first reported by Military.com last year, this is amazing. 77% of 17 to 24-year-olds went ineligible for military service without a waiver. That's a 6% increase. Among those with one reason, overweight, drug and alcohol abuse, medical, physical health, and mental health were most prevalent disqualifiers. Other factors that have contributed to an eligibility problems as well, including opaque rules around tattoos. So whether it's their mental health, their physical health, their weight, anything, including tattoos, more than three quarters of Gen Zers are ineligible without waivers, just based on their current being. We should be worried about Gen Z. Brenda Fidel voted America's most loved workplace. 
Even though with a headcount of over 130,000, Dell has remained a great place to build a career, so much so that it tops Newsweek's 2020 list of America's 100 most loved workplaces. Wow, never would have guessed that. Dell in Round Rock, Texas. Um, brand down for California and New York. Young people earning $100,000 or more are fleeing California and New York. They are, for obvious reasons, the taxes. It seems young professionals are most eager to leave New York with a net outflow of 15788 With a net outflow of 7960 California also appears to be losing a lure with rich young professionals. Where's the inflow going? Number one is Texas. Number two is Florida. And number three is Washington. Brand down for Jamestown Township, Michigan. A Michigan library could close after town votes to defund it over five LGBTQ-themed books. This is a true story, guys. The small Michigan town of Jamestown is at war with five books with LGBTQ themes. The books include The Breakaways, two books from the Heartstopper series, Kiss Number 8 and Spinning. A group called the Jamestown Conservatives recently led a successful drive to essentially defund the town's library and remove books from the shelves. So they'd rather close the library than have five LGBTQ books on the stacks. There you go. Jamestown Township and your library. That's one more reason to leave Jamestown Township. Okay, Halloween candy. Brand up for different, brand up for Halloween candy in general because we love Halloween candy. But which is the most popular Halloween candy in your state according to online shopping data? Here's what's interesting. Here are the different brand ups. For New York, it's for, I mean, I'm sorry, Sour Patch Kids in New York, Alaska, Delaware, Illinois, Maine, Massachusetts, Nebraska, M&M's, in New Hampshire, Ohio, New Hampshire, Ohio, Oregon, Iowa, Kansas, Vermont, Washington, D.C., Reese's Cups in Florida, California, Kent, New North Carolina, Wyoming, Tootsie Pops in Washington, University of Tennessee, Utah, and rounding out the top five, Hot Tamales in Minnesota, North Dakota, Nevada, and Virginia. Who knew? Don't ask me why Hot Tamales are so big in, um, in Minnesota. Um Brand up for Taco Bell and Pete Davidson, two brands that I love. Full disclosure, Taco Bell is a uh, Deutsch LA advertising client. But Pete Davidson is stepping in to help Taco Bell apologize for its breakfast menu. It seems as if uh, they, uh, Taco Bell got a little too um, uh, complicated, for lack of a better, with their brand, uh, with their t- breakfast brands. Tried to do too much. So they're hiring their official brand apologist. They used to have what they called naked egg taco released in 2017 filled with cheese, potatoes, and bacon, or sausage in a shell made entirely of fried egg. One review called it the worst food breakfast in the world. Other items singled out was 2014's waffle taco, which consisted of a waffle wrapped around the sausage patty of bacon filled with scrambled eggs, cheese, and served with a side of sweet syrup you could pour right on top. Taco Bell now says it's ditching the wild ideas and embracing the comfort eggs and cheese hash browns the Taco Bell well. Way Taco Bell said Davidson will star an upcoming ad campaign in which Taco Bell will pledge to tone things down. Smart for a company. You get something wrong with your consumers, say oops, and we're doing it right. And who better to say oops than Pete Davidson? Uh, because just a beloved guy with that, obviously, the Taco Bell audience. So brand up for Taco Bell and Pete Davidson. Um, brand, I say brand down for AI baby strollers, artificial intelligence baby strollers. Artificial intelligence strollers are hands-free. Cruising is the latest new gadget meant to do make parents' lives a little bit easier. I don't know. I haven't pushed a baby stroller in a while. I'm not taking my hands off it, regardless of the artificial intelligence. That's just one grandpa. And what recession? Brand up for super yachts. The global super yacht industry is booming. Even with pandemic fears are racing, demand has remained strong. Sales in 2022 are still 68% above a 13-year average. 
Last year, 1,001 superyachts measuring 79 feet of war, including new builds, were sold for $9.2 billion. And finally, marijuana. Huge brand up. The marijuana market has nearly tripled the size over the last three years as legalization sweeps the nation, according to a new Corsite research. 22% of people in 21 states where marijuana is legal to have purchased it for recreation or medical purposes over the last year. The average person spent $85 a month with 25% spending less than 30% and 9% spending 200 or more. That makes the market worth over $64 billion annually and growing. So let's give a big thumbs up to Weed. And those are our brands of the week. We hope you enjoyed our brands of the week this week. Remember to tune in this Thursday for our George Will interview. Uh, and next week, we've got John Brennan, the former director of the CIA, and more brands of the week. We love you listening. We'll see you next time on On Brand with Donnie Deutsch. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple, anyplace else. Rate, review, and subscribe on brand. We'll see you next week. <laughs>